I heard they want the news. Well, we got it just for you. What's your team, your player, or your crew? I heard they want the news. The spotlight is on you, and if you want the hot seat, it's times two. I heard they want the news. Come tune in to the crew, but we got the hookup just like black and blue. I heard they want the news. Spotlight sports, what it do? Hit subscribe and that like button too. Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope all of you guys are having a fabulous, fantastic, and it's free agency frenzy, folks, all throughout this whole entire next week for sure. This is the Snake Sports Talk Show wherever and however you may be watching and listening, we are live on all social media platforms, iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and Instagram is all the platforms you can like, follow, and subscribe, and keep up with future and past shows here on the Spotlight Sports Network. Boy, this has been crazy, and I'm just getting news as well that it has been confirmed. The Las Vegas Raiders have signed Max Crosby to a four-year extension deal well-deserved. It's definitely worth it. I love the move. Um, I could not have seen it any other way. Um, well-deserved for him. I'm very excited and I'm very happy for Max Crosby as well. Boy, this is going to be one hell of a week for next week for sure. And not only that, baseball is f officially back. We have a lot to talk about all throughout it. Um, but I'm just going to start with this because things have definitely kicked off. But I'll tell you right now, the the wild AFC West just got wilder. You just saw it earlier. The Denver Broncos have traded to getting Russell Wilson, the star quarterback from the Seattle Seahawks, and they cost an overhaul. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth rounder, and then Noah Fan, Drew Locke, and Shelby Harris. What a huge overhaul. But look at some of the things you're looking at for the Denver Broncos. 
Russell Wilson, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and even Jerry Judy, and also Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. It is a complete overhaul of picks they had to give away in order to get a big piece like this. We saw this was going to happen. Not only did we stop there, but the the Kansas City Chiefs ended up franchise tagging Orlando Brown to keeping him on a potential contract. And the LA Chargers just literally made a massive splash to getting Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears for a second round pick of this year and a, and a, uh, a six rounder for next year. Like, I'm going to say this right on the record, but this is official and you all are witnesses. But the AFC West is now the best division in football. It has to be. Level with me because a lot of people in the NFC West are probably saying, whoa, 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 slow down there, but you can't go wrong. This The West right now is the place to be. Stars are coming West. We had Von Miller. We had OBJ who went to the Rams. We had a bunch of players who would go to the Niners. And a lot of players now are starting to come West to the Denver Broncos and also to the LA Chargers. The West is where it's at. If you really look up, look up on it on paper, there is not one single thing you could tell me it's not the best division. What do all four of these teams have in common? They All four of them have a franchise quarterback. All four of them have weapons outside from the Las Vegas Raiders who might address some of those issues to get more wide receivers. And all of them have a pass rush duo. Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Frank Clark, um, Chris Jones, and then there's Bradley Chubb, and I'll argue there's a bunch of different Broncos players, but they have a hell of a secondary. I mean, let's be honest here. This is the place to be. In the NFC West, what we saw from last year, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, and Jimmy Garoppolo. It was a hell of a division, and it was stacked. The Rams went all in. They won a Super Bowl. The 49ers were rambling on injuries. And also, they got better. You all thought Kyle Shanahan was not the head coach. He was not the right fit for San Francisco after that many losses, and they just got to the NFC Championship. What are we talking about? Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray had to get things right because you knew he was on the hot seat. You knew that this was the year improvements needed to be made. And then there's Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things. Obviously, things didn't pan out well for Seattle, but they got picks and it's clear they are rebranding. They're rebuilding and they're rebranding themselves. The end of the era is over. Now we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo in the coming days, whether he stays or he leaves San Francisco. But all I know is you look at that division and all you have is Trey Lance possibly in San Francisco, Matthew Stafford, and Kyler Murray possibly, depending on what the situation is of contract extension. And Drew Locke? Drew Locke is still the fourth best quarterback in any division you put in. So it really wouldn't matter. I don't even have to list up all four of these quarterbacks in the AFC West. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I don't even have to list them from top to bottom. This is stacked. If you are looking at exactly what the AFC West 
Behold, that is the hardest division you could ever possibly win. Not to mention, you play anybody in the AFC West, they're coming at you. The second Denver made the huge trade for Russell Wilson, what did both the Chiefs and the Chargers do? Chiefs wanted to upgrade their offensive line to keep Patrick Mahomes healthy and keep him protected, but they're going to have to make some adjustments somehow, some way. But the Chargers have by far the best salary cap, and they went and took on a big contract like Khalil Max, which is only three years, $63.5 million left, which is not that bad. And Justin Herbert's still on a rookie contract. They're all in. I can anticipate seeing that the Chargers are going to go out and they're going to go heavy to possibly getting J.C. Jackson. I don't know. But this is what you do. You make big swings because this is what it proves. You have the roster. You're missing the links. And this is what you need to do to be better. Honestly. I mean, I'm excited for what the AFC West is going to bring. Not only am I just a Chargers fan, but as an AFC West fan and a football fan in general, like, how could you not? I don't know who's going to win this division. I mean, it, the, the division is wide open. It's up for grabs. I don't know who gonna, who's going to possibly win it. Everybody thinks uh, Kansas City would have it, or the Chargers might have It could be anybody. But I love what the AFC West is doing currently. And as far as worst divisions go, I mean... We all picked on the NFC East for quite some time, but I think the AFC South is clear that they are so lopsided, and I can also agree, so is the NFC South. They are completely lopsided divisions. You just, you just already know exactly who's going to win the divisions, and there's not really tough amounts of competition, but they're working toward them. They're not there yet, but if you're looking at Tennessee and you're looking at Indianapolis, it's clear Tennessee has all the weapons, and they have all the right personnel. The AFC West is exactly the toughest division in the NFL. I can't stress this enough. This many moves, it's crazy. But let me just tell you something of a move that a lot of people did not think was very highly. And of course, I've got a really, really talented podcaster with me, Rio Robinson from Rambling with Rio, who talks all about the Washington Commanders. I'm going to have him on here in just a couple minutes. But there's a move that, of course, all of America does not quite like. And that's Carson Wentz getting traded to the Washington Commanders. Let's just point this out and just say America hates Carson Wentz. You all bashed on him during the time in Philadelphia you defended him in Indianapolis, and then you bashed him again by the time he was up in it, with the Colts. This doesn't make any sense to me why people continuously bash on Carson Wentz. I have been a defender since day one, and I'm here to tell you he is not as bad as you think. Because let's be honest, you have a hardworking coworker in a in a really good company. He's got all the benefits. He's got all the insurances, all of this. But when all of his peers don't quite trust him for whatever reason it may be, because a lot of people will say a lot of things. Rumor spreads. People are saying Carson Wentz is not really easy to work with. He's not somebody... I'm tired of all this nonchalant rambling. Carson Wentz is by far the only inexpensive and the only best thing you could possibly get in this quarterback market. 
I mean, outside of Jimmy Garoppolo, who are you really trusting? You really have nobody in this, you know, at all in this market. He's your only bit. And let's be honest with the Colts. Okay, you bring Carson Wentz in because Phillip Rivers was on retirement and was not quite the same as he once was in his prime with the Chargers. And after a while, after injuries, it showed for itself. The Colts had the best offensive line. They've got the best general manager in office. They've also got um, a really good defensive core. I think they need help on the secondaries. But if you really want to be clear about why the Colts right now are in this pit, because this was not about Carson Wentz, really. Like, this was not about him, what he did against Jacksonville. Because let's be honest, the Colts has never been able to play well against Jacksonville at all in your own division. Jacksonville's had their number now for quite some time. And for Carson this past year, 27 touchdowns, seven picks, completing 63% of his throws, and he had a quarterback rating of 98. What more do you really want? If there's anybody that I can think of that goes through this much pressure, and he's already on his sixth coach in nine years, that's Derek Carr of the Raiders. And you all think he's going to leave. He's not. If I'm the Raiders, I would not move him because the Colts want him, but that's a bad scenario. If you really want to dig deep down, I felt like this was a Jim Irsay move. Jim Irsay is a competent owner, but at times when he's in one of his mood swings, it just gets worse from there. But I would have never, I would have never gave up on Carson Wentz. In Philadelphia, here was the problem. In the first two years of Carson Wentz's career, he posted up really good numbers and got better from there. You all can thank Frank Reich all you want, but he played better, and he had better weapons. Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz. He had a really good offense, and it was primed to making a Super Bowl run, especially with that defense. And in the next couple of years, he became injury-prone, which could you really blame Carson? Sometimes the offensive line was not staying healthy, but he was still managing to get the ball out to a lot of these lawn chairs for wide receivers. I mean, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Travis Fulgham, uh, a lot of these guys, these no-namers, and it still worked. They still managed to make the playoffs. But what happens in the middle of all this? You continuously bring up this Nick Foles nonchalant crap. I am tired of hearing it. We are past overdue. Stop watching all of these past VHS videos about Foles and Wentz. Enough. He's no longer there. He's now a Washington commander. That's it. And you have Jalen Hurts, and Chicago has Nick Foles. Let's stop with that debate. Now he goes to the Colts because all this stuff was just a complete mess for Philadelphia that they needed to pick up. And the Colts, you thought, would have been a better destination. All they had was Michael Pittman. The wide receivers there, Paris Campbell, Zach Pascal, Jack Doyle, that's not even a legitimate offense. Outside of Jonathan Taylor and Niam Hines, that is not a great offense. So again, we have to blame Carson Wentz for this. And he played an entire full season. Wasn't hurt. And I know I see right from here that he missed all the time because of the COVID, because of the COVID rules, and he didn't practice that. Look, 
as long as he's staying healthy and he's showing me spurts that he is throwing the football, he's accurate, and he's giving you something. That's all I care about. I mean, yeah, you're going to have practices, but, and, but look, it wasn't easy when COVID happened. Everybody had to adjust to all of this. But now here's Carson Wentz officially commanding the Washington Commanders, and you all are bashing on him. Let me give you some real in-depth analysis here. Cam Sims, Terry McLaurin is clearly a number one. Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, you know, and you have a pretty a, a decent tight end. You've got options. And, and, and not only that, but you've got a defense that could literally pick them up. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, John Bostick, and all they really need to do is kind of upgrade a couple more pieces in the, uh, in the secondary, and they're good. Oh, and one more thing. You have a competent head coach in Ron Rivera. What did Ron Rivera want? He wanted a grown-up at quarterback. That's all he wanted. And I do think he's got one in Carson Wentz. But everybody's like, well, Carson's reckless. Okay? You can deal with some recklessness, but not too much of it. He's not Sam Darnold. And I'm sure Ron Rivera might coach him out of it and make him a better quarterback. And here's one stat, and I'll still keep this. In his tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles, his touchdown-interception ratio was 3-1. to one. When he joined the Colts, it went 4-1. to one. What more could you really ask for? If you're really thinking this low about Carson Wentz, I guarantee you this. He's going to make some serious noise in the NFC East. I put my money on that. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you're facing Washington twice, if Carson Wentz beats you twice, I don't want to hear it from a lot of these, you know, these, these guys here that, you know, you, you're, you're walking into a bar and they're just chugging their, just keep chugging your beer. I don't want to hear it because at the end of it, it became a complete mess. And for the Colts, that should be a bash. It wasn't a Chris Ballard thing. It was definitely an owner's move from Jim Ursay, and that is it. That's all that this was. So I think Carson Wentz is bound for success, and I truly think that the Washington football team, this was the best thing that they could possibly do, especially when it comes to rebrand. Because, man, they dealt with a lot of hell. Dan Snyder, all of these investigations, they needed a push. And I believe they got one with Carson Wentz. You don't believe me, but I truly think that this was the right thing you could do. I mean, you could chase for any other quarterback, but what's that going to give you? There's no other quarterback in this market outside of Jimmy Garoppolo. In Washington, I knew they had their eyes on Russell Wilson, and we talked about it. I knew they had their eye on it. But the second Wilson goes to Denver, and Indianapolis is kind of like, hey, Carson Wentz is for sale. You literally gave him up for damn near nothing. So ultimately, I'd say Washington won this and the Colts. You're really going to have to think very hard of your decision. Boy, we are stacked. And uh, by the way, thanks to Max, Max Coverage TV. You can definitely check him out here on the Spotlight Sports Network. But he just told me that it is official. Deshaun Watson is cleared of all the investigations. There are no charges. So, um, whoever's on the market, Pittsburgh or any of that, you, 
Deshaun Watson's on the market, so no charges are made. Um, I'm excited about it. But uh, coming up next, because I do have uh, Rhea Robinson joining me here um, in just about a couple of minutes, but we are definitely talking a lot about. So obviously, Green Bay, Green Bay had to pay out, and Aaron Rodgers broke the bank with the Packers. There's a lot that I could possibly talk about here coming up next. And um, and baseball is officially back. And I'm going to tell you this. This was not a move for, Ron, for Rob Manfred. This was not a move for the owners. This was definitely a move for the fans and also for the players representing all 30 organizations. I'll explain why that that is coming up next. All right, guys. Well, you guys know that this is the fun time talking about sports, and I also do love playing the best d- daily fantasy sporting app. And now not only just that, but we now have launched a sports book app as well. And the one place that has really been on fire with their daily fantasy, uh, daily fantasy sporting picks, and that is Superdraft Pro. Superdraft Pro is the official uh, partnering of Caesars Entertainment. Lots and lots of different uh, picks every day of every week on daily fantasies. Pick your players every day and win and win some cold hard cash. Now with sports books, you now officially have bet lines, player props, and so much more that you can bet on. And plus, there's plenty of prizes to go around: gift cards, PS5s, tele, uh, um, LED TVs. There's so much that you could possibly go around. But not only that, you'd also get paid sharing the app with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, and much, much more. You guys love sports and you guys love betting. As much as I'm here in Las Vegas and so many bettors are out there placing their bets every day, definitely download the one sports app that's got you covered with it, Superdraft Pro, that is available on Google Play and the App Store. Sign up, download like a pro, Bet and play like a pro and share like a pro with the one app that's got you all covered. That is superdraftpro.com. Link is down and below, superdraftpro.com.
right, folks. Well, you guys had just missed a couple days on the sales that are currently going on in the SpotlightSportsGear.com. We got so much to choose from, hats, hoodies, T-shirts, and so much more. Things are starting to heat up here, so you don't want to end up missing out getting your gear here at SpotlightSportsGear.com. Um, and when you do end up ordering up, definitely submit your video, submit your uh, your photos. We'll definitely showcase you on our social medias as well. Give you a shout out and thank you for all your love and support for the network and also for all of the favorite shows on the network. That is SpotlightSportsGear.com, SpotlightSportsGear.com. All right, so <laughs> I've already said my piece earlier about you know Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders. I do think it's a heck of a pickup. Um, but I, I just, I don't understand really just, you know, America's hate for Carson Wentz. I I don't get it. I really don't get this. And honestly, I feel like this is a bad thing for the Indianapolis Colts. They're definitely going to learn from it. But, um, I searched far and wide, at least for the best content creator. And there has been nobody better that I have found other than this guest here right below from me. So he's got now. Now it's the Washington Commanders rather than just the football team, and the one person to cover it. He's joining me here via the Global Satellite Network, presented by Streamyard. Rio Robinson with Rambling with Rio here with me. So I, I have to ask before we start, mm-hmm. how long did it take you um, until the news finally broke out of the new name change? Like, how long did it take for you to kind of get used to the name, the Commanders? I, I'm very cu- curious of it. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate the kind words. And this is Commander Rio checking in for duty. (laughs) Honestly, it didn't take me too long to settle into it because the team pretty much in a hype video called Making the Brand already gave us like a month and a head, a month ahead notice of what the name was going to be. They teased the logo, the new jerseys, and the thing. And like we like super sleuth Sherlock Holmes did on Twitter. We knew what the name was going to be. Like we had hopes like, oh, it could be misdirection. It could be a slide of hand. This team doesn't operate like that. So, I mean, it's I'm used to it. I, want it. I wanted us to be the Wolves, the Red Wolves, something cool. But ultimately, the name was never going to make or break my fandom. And I can live with it. You know, like the old name, like I'm 30. The old name didn't mean anything to me. I never seen us win anything. <laughs> like it didn't, no, mean, I, <laughs> it didn't mean anything to me. Oh, I, I totally hear you on that. You know, I, I, I you know, I would have teased it. And honestly, um, why not would we have called them the Washington Sentinels? Like you've watched the replacements, right? Of course. Same like, I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> hey, why, why couldn't we just tease that? I think I, I felt like it would have been a little bit little bit fun i think the colors yeah. would have been a little bit different but still i mean oh, the colors the- anywhere our, our fan base <laughs> makes a huge deal out of everything if they would have changed the color they might have burnt the dc maryland virginia area to the ground oh right. boy uh, yeah <laughs> you, you better hope the other teams like the wizards and the nationals are fleeing sight because because <laughs> yeah, we're the one unique team that doesn't have the um, patriotic colorway so we're, we're the one <laughs> unique thing in the dmv right now <laughs> so um all right, so Rio, we're talking a little bit about Carson Wentz. You've heard my point, and mm-hmm. honestly, I felt like apparently America's not sold on Carson Wentz Everyone at all. <laughs> I don't. I, I I truly don't understand that. Like, if there's anybody that I feel like kind of get the same similar vibe, it has to be Derek Carr of the Raiders. Twenty-seven mm-hmm. touchdowns, seven picks last year, and that's with a low-end offensive core. Like, I love Michael Pittman, but 
everybody else just seems to disappear. It's not yeah. even that great, of, you know, that great of an offense, especially when you've got an MV, a potential MVP in Jonathan Taylor. So, what was your initial reaction? You've seen Russell Wilson go to Denver, and now Washington brings in Carson <laughs> Wentz. Like, how did this really kind of spring about? I'll say my initial reaction was one: I was hurt with the Russell Wilson thing because. It's not just that they wanted to ship him out of contract thing. He said he would not waive his no trade clause for us. So once again, we're the we're always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like we can never reel in that huge fish. And all offseason, we've been talking Rogers, Wilson, Watson, and also that news today that Deshaun Watson cleared all criminal charges. It kind of stings a little bit too. But I also think like Wilson, he wouldn't have signed up to willingly participate in the circus that is being a Washington commander. Mm -hmm. But with Wentz, for me, it was just like, this is probably the best we can do. Like we're giving up compensation and we're eating his salary for a year. But if it doesn't work out, we can get out of it at next year. And I don't look too deeply into salary cap because Salary caps like an urban legend in the league. Like that, you can make it. You can make it come out of nowhere. You could pull a rabbit out of a hat and have forty million dollars of cap space. So that didn't bother me. But I like Carson Wentz. I don't love Carson Wentz, but I think he's better than every available quarterback. I wanted no parts of Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. I did not want Mitch Trubisky, who I'm, who the league in. NFL media is for some reason gawking over as if he wasn't a bust in Chicago and blaming (laughs) all of his blaming all of his shortcomings on Matt Nagy like he didn't go out there and play football but giving the same but but giving the same situations and telling me that Carson Wentz is trash but you wanted Mitchell Trubisky Jameis Winston Teddy Bridgewater Carson Wentz is 6'6 230 with the arm and talent that we've not seen here he's the best quarterback we've had post Kirk and probably the most talented quarterback we've had since rookie year RG3 10 years ago so I don't see the everyone's meeting it with resistance because we let the whole world know that we wanted a superstar and we didn't get one but Carson Wentz is a good quarterback like let's let's stop it 27 to 7 there's there's a lot of people oh he a lot of interceptions were dropped every quarterback has a lot of interceptions dropped like like they look for every reason. The media hates him. They say he's a bad leader. I've watched Hard Knocks and I've watched the outpouring of teammate support from the Indianapolis Colts about him leaving, and it don't look, it don't add up to me. It yeah. does not add up to me. Like I don't yeah. see why so much flack. Yeah, it, it it honestly is so strange to me because honestly, I just felt like Carson Wentz was never was never really given a fair chance at all. And I mean, you got to think about it. The mess that happened in Philadelphia with the fact of they're, they're pinning him up on a corner. They're like he's overthrowing. He's injury prone, and it's like, could you really blame him? Like, first of all, the offensive line was not as healthy. I mean, everybody like Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, all of them were hell were were hurt. He and, never had receivers there. Yeah, <laughs> and never had receive at least not healthy ones, never even yeah. like legitimate ones. So it's just like you automatically pin, pin the blame. He, in comes Jalen Hurts, and, you know, obviously they were ready to move on from him if that's what it felt like. But I knew for a second when Carson leaves, something good was going to end up happening. Now he comes into the Colts, better offensive line, has a MVP in Jonathan Taylor, and – all of a sudden, they get upset, but you never really figured out Jacksonville at all in the last couple of years. So do you really blame Carson for that? 
it's like no. everything it's like it, it's as if he's the scapegoat to everyone's problems like he really literally is and so in comes washington and this was my initial reaction cam sims like terry mclaurin antonio gibson and J- i'm excited for this and and, and honestly your opinion with Ron Rivera, because this has been a guy who has dealt with Cam Newton. He's dealt with Kyle Allen. He's dealt with a, a bunch of different quarterbacks. He dealt with like 10 quarterbacks in two years here. Yeah. And so <laughs> here is an opportunity for Carson Wentz. And Ron Rivera now has a grown up in a quarterback. And now, again, you could, there's a certain amount of recklessness you can deal with with Carson Wentz. But could Ron Rivera potentially coach him a little bit out of that? Yeah, I think so. And honestly, I think they like a quarterback that takes risk. I mean, Ron Rivera, they call him Riverboat for a reason. For me, the part where I immediately accepted it was like, I can roll with Wentz. I cannot watch another game managing check down Jesus like Alex Smith. I could like if we would have got Teddy Bridgewater, I might have vomited on my show. Like I cannot watch a quarterback with no upside or a quarterback with no arm. Taylor Heineke's a great story. You can only open up a certain part of the playbook because he can't throw outside the boundaries. He can't yeah, throw yeah. to the honey hole. He cannot fit throws in tight windows. I'm glad we got a quarterback that can spread. We can open the whole playbook for this guy now i think they can deal with that i don't think carson wentz is this this huge like douche like everybody thinks he is man like like you said he's been a scapegoated in a way nor do i think we're getting this like superstar quarterback but we've seen superstar potential out of him that we haven't seen in any of the other available quarterbacks except jalen went uh james winston yeah absolutely and i i truly agree because again and and this is what people just brush off and forget the 2017 super bowl team mvp like mvp numbers people completely forget who got you there in the playoffs in the first place before he got injured and nick Foles initially i mean i felt like that was lightning in the bottle and it was more of a team effort than it really was of you know you have carson wentz and all of a sudden, Nick Foles. Like, it was more of a team effort. The defense was lethal. The offense, I thought, was clicking at the right time. And that was the case. But now it's like, here we are. And so, it, it, and if you're the defensive side of the football, you got to be feeling great about it. Because finally, there's a quarterback that can get it to you on those offensive weapons. And oh, yeah. one where, if we trust him to make the plays, we're going to go out and we're just going to be a shutdown defense. So, now having an entire healthy defense, like what could possibly be the needs now next for uh, the Washington Commanders moving forward? Like we've spent, we've allocated so many draft picks and money to this defense that I think we need to take this whole offense and try to stack the deck for Carson Wentz. We need to re-sign J.D. McKissick, maybe re-sign Cam Sims, but I think we could find something. I would sign and draft a receiver and another tight end because Logan Thomas is going to miss the first month of the season because he had a late-season ACL tear when we played Vegas. We got to stack the deck for Wentz. He's the quarterback now, so let's go out and do what we've done with this defense for them. Like we've drafted first round in like the last five years, excluding the um, Dwayne Haskins pick. It's been all defense, 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 defense. It's time that we go out and do it. Go get him one of his tight ends that he's played with. Go get Ertz or Mo Ali Cox for a fair deal. Go get a Go get a DJ Chark or go shoot for an Amari Cooper. First round pick. Go get me Traylon Burks. Go get me Chris Olave. 
uh, Drake London. Go get build a basketball team for Carson Wentz because he has the arm to layer the ball all the way across the field. Like we finally get to see Terry catch a 60 yarder in stride and not have to come back for it and yes. make a clear breakaway touchdown a 50-50 ball. Like I, I I'm so happy to have that. I, I'm grateful because quarterbacks come a dime a dozen in this town. It's been purgatory for so long. Yeah, and that was the first thing that I thought of was because now you have a legitimate wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's scary Terry. Like, I, I talked about this, too, with another um, content creator, co uh, Couch Coach, and just before, you know, the Chargers in Washington were playing in week one. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those catches he made are not that easy, but he makes them look so simple. And I just I, – I have that envisioning of Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin literally just tearing up downfield. And that's exactly what you need in this league. you got to have two – and dare I knock on wood and say we actually get to see Curtis Samuel this year because he was on the side field yes. all of last year. That adds a whole new wrinkle to the offense. Fill the team with speed. Build a basketball team around them. Speed and size. Just go get it. Go get all of it. Spend the money on that. <laughs> Rio Robinson joining me here on the Snake Sports Talk Show. So let's talk a little bit more about the NFC East, your own division. So um, the Giants obviously get themselves a brand new coach, and it clearly looks like they're not walking away from Daniel Jones, but who knows? Yeah, I now. mean, honestly, it, <laughs> but I, if he figures this out, maybe it might be better for him. Um, mm -hmm. The Eagles end up making the playoffs as a wild card team with Jalen Hurts. It, to me, it clearly shows they are a run team. They're not a pass team. I've told people this several times. And then there's the Dallas Cowboys. Um, obviously, they 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 got better. They much vastly improved. Micah Parsons is unbelievable on defense. So and then good. there's Trayvon Diggs. So, you know, are are there a, are there some obstacles Washington has now um, within the division? And how can Washington really make the adjustments? to maybe potentially shooting for this division? I mean, for one, I would like us to become an obstacle because Dallas absolutely kicked our ass twice last year. <laughs> like, they put up almost 60 on us in prime time, and I'm still recovering from it. But for one, quarterback play means – quarterback play is probably eight out of the ten things we need changed here because we were some Taylor Heineke bad games away from having – a playoff season last year. And we had to start Garrett Gilbert on primetime versus the Eagles one game too. So that's another reason why the Eagles got in the playoffs and we didn't, but yeah. that, and we need our defensive line to live up to their draft slotting. Like Chase Young, love the guy. I think he could be a top-notch pass rusher in this league. He was disappointing as hell last year. One and a half sacks through 10 weeks as a 4-3 DN. Sacks almost fall to you. I don't need to see guys like Aziz Ojolari outproducing Chase Young. That's yeah. not – I need him and Montez Sweat to both dig in their pass rush arsenal and hit the lab. Maybe this injury is the best thing to happen to Chase so he can go back and really get in the lab and develop a pass rush plan. We need Payne, Allen, Sweat, and Young to become the dominant force that we envisioned when we drafted them. If that happens, this team can be what they need to be because we have a dominant side of the ball and we actually have a competent quarterback leading the other side of the ball. We could put two and two together and compete for the division, but I need to see it to believe it right now. You know, I'm just ready to see how we build it during the offseason. Absolutely. I, I couldn't even agree more. I mean, the fact that also, too, even the linebacker Bostic was somebody that I think really has a good upside for Washington. Um, and my only hope is, is that, 
you know, for them, I, I do feel like they should at least shoot to maybe getting a corner because a lot of these, a lot of these teams now, they're very offensive centric that at some point you, you got to put somebody on one of those number one receivers. Cause anytime the court, because a quarterback loves to throw downfield anytime they get an open opportunity. So I, you know, there's a, there's plenty on the market and hopefully, you know, it's to the liking, yeah, yeah. That, that could be something that they could really, really build upon. Um, now it's pretty interesting um, because of the fact of now. So we're moving on from the Redskins, and then from the Washington Football Team to now the Washington Commanders. Um, you know, and 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 again, I felt for this organization. You know, and obviously yeah, with, the, with the with inve- the with the investigations and obviously the Dan Snyder thing. I mean, this has to feel like you know if, if you're looking at the fan base, this has to feel like this is the positive trend that. Washington fans needed and like you know can you agree on that yeah for me it's all a breath of fresh air you just said something about three names in the last four years that's more playoff games than we've won we have more name changes than playoff wins in the last 20 years man like think about that we've won one our last playoff win was 2005 I've started like I started watching this team and knowing what I was talking about since 2000 We've won one playoff game in that time span, but we've had three name changes. That's why I'm, I can't speak for all fans, but my age demographic of the fan base, everything feels like a breath of fresh air to me. There's the one constant that we can't get rid of, which is the owner, Teflon Dan Snyder. For some reason, we can't get rid of this dude. And he probably knows where all the bodies are buried league wide. So the owners can't vote him out. But Mm. I feel like the coach, and staff we've put together here, they can build a foundation that can win in spite of having an idiot for an owner. Oh, I can, I, I definitely agree. I think this is a good thing. Cause I honestly look at more for the fans and rather than, cause I mean, if I look at a front office that just has this many issues, I just feel it for the fans. I mean, this is a great thing for the fans themselves. Um, my man, I, I absolutely loved it. I loved the move. I I'm really am pulling that. I think Washington is definitely going to be a threat in the next year. I, I, (laughs) I, I, yeah, I I'm hoping so too. Uh, one more question before I let you go here. Um, how do you think the chant is really going to go? Like I, I, a fun question from here because now with being the command, how, yeah. What exactly is going to be the chant? The second I'm in there in Washington, like if I'm going and seeing the game, what, what I may expect from there. We're going to have to workshop it because I'll tell you what it won't be. It won't be that we are the commanders. Bum, bum, that Pat McAfee teases on the show every day. It won't be that. I don't know. We got to workshop something. For now, we're going to have to figure it out. We're going to somehow hail to the commanders. That's a long name that you can't really shorten comms, commies. None of that works. All that's controversial and it doesn't work. We'll figure it out, man. Yeah. We'll figure it out a day at a time. I like the uniforms. The name is meh. But that's my squad. I'm going to roll with them to the end of time, man. Absolutely. I love it. I love it, man. Where can people find you for your content and really reach out to you on everything Washington Commanders? Absolutely, man. Y'all can find me at the Rambling with Rio. Rambling W slash Rio YouTube channel. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rio underscore Robinson 91. Stirring up things, talking my ish, and always keeping it real, unbiased, impartial, and repping my Washington Commanders, man. 
Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Rio. It's been a very, very good pleasure, and especially rambling and grambling about those Washington Commanders. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how next season is definitely going to be uh, be for sure. Thank you so much for it. Have a great Friday and a great weekend, and we will definitely catch up with you soon. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate y'all. You bet. Oh, yeah. Rio Robinson, like I told you guys. I mean, there, there's so much positives that I can look at with Carson Wentz. I never understood this with any of, you know, like just all of America themselves. I mean, I looked at this and I was like, no, this is an upgrade. This is not a this is not a fluke. This is not something that's like completely terrible. But somebody that can really make these guys work, um, I think this is a really, really good positive upside. I love the move, and you clearly have heard it from Rio that we definitely love the move through and through here on out. I definitely loved it. So, all right. Um, so, like I said before, with the you know the the Green Bay Packers, apparently they've definitely took off all the shackles and all the rest of the stuff, and they had no choice but to basically break bank with Aaron Rodgers. Four years, two hundred million dollars guaranteed. And then you franchise tag Devontae Adams. So clearly, those two ain't going nowhere. And the Green Bay Packers, the only thing that I could literally say about this whole situation is there is no excuses, none whatsoever. In the last few times, Green Bay has absolutely upset their chances. And they could not be able to figure out Kyle Shanahan in the last few years. And the, and we know that San Francisco has a tough defense themselves. Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Eric Armstead, they have a lot of really talented defensive players. Make no mistake. But Aaron Rodgers in the last few years, I mean, they've been so questionable. I don't understand how any of this really, really, really works. But Green Bay, the only hope you have is that Aaron Rodgers figures it out. He's no longer complaining. And he's not somebody that's going to basically sell themselves short. Like, you could say he's the idealistic diva. I think so. But somehow, someway, he broke bank. The Packers know they are so irrelevant without Aaron. They know it because we wouldn't have this conversation if unless Jordan Love was for sure your quarterback. And clearly he's not. So I honestly do believe that Green Bay, because the way that things are shaped, things are not looking great right now with Chicago, with the fact of everybody's just being sold everywhere. You know, Khalil Mack goes to the Chargers. Um, Eddie Goldman is now released. Uh, Danny Trevathan is gone. Um, and so there is a lot of things that have to be readjusted. And this NFC North, because of the way that it is with the Packers leading the way bears, Vikings, lions, I don't care too much for the lions at all because Detroit has never really solidified all their problems. And it just clearly shows. They've gone through it all throughout this whole year. 
And it's not to say that, you know, Minnesota can't possibly figure things out. But look at all of these. Look at all, like, look at this. Like, I don't understand it. Green Bay's obviously running this division. They're running this division for years. And the Bears right now, here's what's interesting. After getting rid of all these players, they're going to have $121 million in cap. That's next year. So they are clearly in rebuild mode. Ryan Poles and uh, Eric, e- you know, Matt Eberflus, they're going to have a lot to work on. We know the Bears obviously are now changing a lot of their, you know, their branding with the defense now to offense because this is what's working. And listen, you could say what you want to about Matt LaFleur, but I was curious to see exactly how LaFleur would have played without Aaron and had Jordan Love. But if clearly Jordan Love is not your answer, then it's clear. It kind of looks more like a waste of a pick. But there are teams, especially the Colts and several others, that are interested in Jordan Love. And I'm not saying this is a potential possibility, but what if Jordan Love showed up elsewhere? What if he did better in a di- in a different team? What do we say then? Like could you imagine what the what the headliners would be honest and truthfully? I don't know. Um but I truthfully think this is Packers division for the next couple of years and take advantage of this opportunity. Aaron Rodgers is going to retire a Packer. He's going to play on as a Packer. He's not going anywhere else, but he broke bank with green Bay. That's telling you something. But honestly, what I have to say for green Bay is enough playing around because you've been to the NFC championship now in the last couple of years and you just get upset by the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are a problem. The Rams are a problem. There are a bunch of teams in this NFC that are a problem. You don't even have to worry about Tampa Bay anymore with the fact that Tom Brady's officially retired. That division itself is, is lopsided. But the NFC East, I mean, the Cowboys here and there is not. The Cowboys don't even have enough to really compete with the level of the Packers. And then there's the only ones I could think of are the Rams and Niners. That's it. That's, that's just West teams. But because the Packers, if I'm looking at the schedule right, and I'm pulling it up here in a second, but I'm looking at this whole schedule, and you better hope, you better hope, dear God, that the Packers, we may see them represented in the NFC. because. This is no time for joking around. This is time to get serious, and it's a time to make a running. This window is not going to stay open for long. But you already know this is what the Packers needed to do. Aaron Rodgers is officially paid, and I'm sure Devontae Adams will be. But you know th- this window will not be open for long. This is something that you know the Green Bay Packers really need to take seriously. All right. Um. Uh, coming up next here, we've got free agent frenzy. Um, I'm going to speak my mind a little bit about Major League Baseball here because I do feel like the fans won this, not the owners. And now officially baseball is underway. So got a couple 
Got a couple more things to talk about. Don't miss it here. Snake Sports Talk Show. back here snake sports talk show gonna be close to closing out here in just a little bit um but there were a few things i wanted to talk about so of course that was breaking news earlier that deshaun watson has officially cleared um all of the lawsuits that were filed in from the 22 women 
Um, as far as sexual assault lawsuits, um, they will not indict quarterback Deshaun Watson. So, which means he's cleared from it. He's available and anybody can start taking calls. Um, and that was the one big news that everybody wanted to hear. I mean, there were a lot of teams that were in line. Denver was in line. Um, Pittsburgh is still in line. The Colts right now are, are in line. Um, there are a lot of teams right now that are still in the mixes for getting a quarterback. And that was the last thing that they wanted and needed. So I truly think right now with everything that's happening in Houston, because Davis Mills and um, Deshaun Watson, it's clear right now Houston is not going to end up keeping him. And Deshaun is not going to end up budging whatsoever until he's out of Houston. So um, at this point, people are now going to start taking calls. This is what's going to be the look. And um, wow. Wow. It's it, it, like, it's really interesting. And again, I'm not a person like I won't dig in deep with details, but it's a pretty crazy scenario. If you ask me, um, but that is the news that I have so far. And I just say he's open for business. That's really all that I could, I can honestly say from this point forward. Um, all right. So major league baseball has finally come to terms that they are officially starting the season. Officially, April 4th. Mark your calendars, folks. It is finally happening. And here's the thing. What took so long? No spring training games. Unlike the NFL, um, there's no OTAs. And spring training was exactly where you develop and you would have seen all of your potential from the pros to the minors. I'm happy for one thing because a really good friend of mine that I played high school baseball with could finally start playing. I'm very happy for him. And this is the chance he deserves. He wor he's worked hard, he's played overseas, and he's finally going to get this opportunity. You do not want to end up stealing away the possibilities for, honestly, for players, for fans, anything, anybody. As I've said before, and this is a true fact, this is not an opinion of mine. You will never learn and understand life in itself unless you learn and understand baseball. That is a fact. That is not an opinion. Finally, all of these, it took this long for the PA and for Commissioner Rob Manfred to finally just shake hands and we're officially having a season. This was not for the owners. This win was for the fans. Never the owners. The fans are excited to have baseball back. I, myself included. The players are happy to have baseball back because it's one way to make a payday. They're on contracts. You keep them out this long you're going to have a complete chaotic backlash. And all of these rules that have been put together, the, the couple I don't agree with, I don't like the banning the shift rule because here's the thing. You're a hitting coach. You should at least train these kids to hit away from the shift, not towards it. 
it's not that hard to do. Any player in this league who cares about mainstream media, who cares about all of this, whatever people say, it doesn't matter to me. If I'm a left-handed batter in the box and I got everybody shifted all the way to the right, which let's take for this instance, Joey Gallo. This has happened several times to him in his career. But if I've got third base wide open, I'm going to take the bunt. I don't care. Bryce Harper finally figured it out. Robinson Cano figured it out. A lot of them figured it out. But the whole point of it is, is it's supposed to end up rattling the pitcher's cage. So it's not trying to end up making things easier. People want to make it difficult and harder, but it doesn't mean that you got to have the easy way out. You'll just have to figure out how to outsmart it. I mean, players have done this for years. So I didn't like the ruling. Um, I didn't like the ruling of basically no runner at second base and extra innings because only in the season would I allow this, honestly. I would only allow this in the regular season, not the postseason. That's what I would have addressed. But, you know, that's that. Um, but other than that, you skipped two weeks of the regular season. So there's 162 games, and if that's two weeks, that's about the range of 10 to 12, I think. I could be wrong. Um, because like that amount, you would now have 150 games to play, maybe 152. But in the end, baseball's back, baby. I'm very excited about it. This was not for the owners. This was not for Rob Manfred. This was for you, the fans respectfully. And by the way, this was also for the workers. Because they work tirelessly to keeping the ballparks pristine. Making sure that the concessions were running properly. And of course, they had plenty of inventory. This is why they wanted fans. They needed fans. They enjoy having fans. This was for them too. So, way to button up and put your big boy pants on, Major League Baseball. Now we actually have a season but I don't want to hear none of this crap about money this, money that. You're all spoiled. The only people I thought of was the fans and the workers, and it should be respected. It goes like this. Fans, worker, workers, fans, players, and all the way down to the bottom should be the owners and Rob Hanford. That's what I have reserved. I think of them the lastly thing. All right, so uh, I appreciate everybody coming on here for the show. I appreciate every single one of you guys, and I do appreciate Rio Robinson joining me here on the Snake Sports Talk Show from Rambling with Rio. I really do appreciate his time. So best for last here. So we got free agent frenzy. Um, and there are a bunch of names right here on this list that I think are worthy names, and it's really interesting. I am very excited to see what the rest of this this free agency may look like because trade after trade, Russell Wilson goes to Denver, Aaron Rodgers stays put, De Devontae Adams stays put, a lot of different franchise tags, Khalil Mack's officially a charger, and he's going back to the AFC West. I'm excited for that. Like, 
I, I don't even know how you could even possibly pull it off. So um, without further ado, I'm going to definitely do a free agent frenzy, and it's more of like a destination tracker. Now, I could be wrong. I could be right, but who cares? I do a destination tracker, so this is, would be a lot of fun. So they got the top 100 free agents. I don't think we'll go that long, but we'll definitely start out with the big names, the big names themselves. So I'm going to go ahead and start with um, – I'm going to definitely start with Von Miller. So, all right. So, Von Miller, 32 years old, big name free agent on the defense. Um, I personally think, because there are still some good names, like there's still some good names out there as far as pass rush goes, but you know what you're getting. You are getting a playoff caliber player. I don't think the Rams, truthfully, would want to move on from him because if they're bringing OBJ back, there's chances that Von Miller may be available. Now, there are a couple teams from here, the Rams, the the Broncos, and the LA Chargers that are very much pursuing. But after the Chargers got Khalil Mack, I don't know if they may end up pursuing for Von Miller. So I think he stays put with the LA Rams. I think he stays put with their... Gets a nice uh, contract at 32. You still got some prime years uh, with him. So I definitely would keep him. All right, JC Jackson. So this is a big name as far as all the corners are concerned. I definitely like him. The Patriots did not end up franchise tagging him, which means that they've got a lot on their on their shoulders. Um, he's going to want big time money. And I personally think there are a couple teams right now Lots of them that need corners, and especially to his liking. Um, and I think somebody that could at least excel and man coverages, that's the one big thing. He stopped a lot of balls, he had a couple of big-time interceptions, and uh, he's been a complete threat, and especially in a New England defense that's shaped that way. So I personally think there are a couple names that were there. The Chargers, the Jets, um... And there were several other different contending teams as well. But I honestly think, I think the Chargers are not done yet. I think they personally would get J.C. Jackson um, for how much that the price range is. I definitely think he'll be a Charger without a doubt. After getting Khalil Mack for literally nothing, you're going to want the best that you possibly can get. Derwin James, Asante Samuel. Hopefully this helps out as well. Michael Davis. But I do truly think J.C. Jackson would fit on this defense. Uh, Chandler Jones from the Arizona Cardinals, 32 years old. Um, It's starting to become a little bit of an issue. He's a good pass rusher, but after five sacks in the opener last year, he cooled down in a big way. I honestly do think a change of scenery needs to happen for Chandler Jones. He's a good name, but he's not as big as I could think of like Von Miller, especially at age 32. Um, I truly think that Chandler Jones might end up elsewhere. He probably might end up, you know, in a small market somewhere, um, especially for the way that the production was. But there were a couple teams that definitely looked up upon him. Uh, I feel like, honestly, if you're trying to get him for cheap, knowing you need at least another pass rush, I feel like Chandler Jones would work in Denver. Because Bradley Chubb and Chandler Jones, it's not like Chandler really has to be the over-reliant piece. 
I think he'd do a lot better when he's got Bradley Chubb next to him and a very, very good pass rush because they don't need corners. They've got legitimate corners with Justin Simmons and Patrick Tertan. They might go and get one more, but they've got all that they need. So I truly think, you know, Chandler Jones would work perfectly for Denver. And this probably helps them out with the amount of the workload. Um, Carlton Davis, the cornerback from the Tampa Bay Bucks, um, another lockdown corner here. And he was really, really good. Still at a young age of 25. Um, and he, he's definitely, um, could become a pro bowl caliber type player. A guy who has also won the super bowl with the Buccaneers, um, very young. And he really, really matched it up well, especially with, um, Todd Bowles' defense. So Carlton Davis, I think, um, could be somebody right there up on the market. And if I looked at a couple teams there that needed corners, um, there's one team that I think could really, 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 really utilize them. I feel like, I feel like San Francisco might be really willing to get Carlton Davis. I, I just think that with the corner situation that they need, that's what they need. They need a legitimate quarter. So I feel like Carl, Carlton Davis would make the most sense and after seeing how this really worked out um, with Tampa, he's going to be going to another legitimate NFC team. And I, I think the 49ers would really compliment well for Carlton. Uh, Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Um, I honestly do believe after all these moves that have been happening, I think Allen Robinson stays in Chicago. I think he stays with the Bears. They're not going to move him away from Justin Fields, who they're trying to really, really, really produce. So I think Allen Robinson does get his money's worth back. And it's clear he's their number one receiver. I don't see any question about that. So I think Allen Robinson does stay in Chicago, and it gives him a break, and at least they've got somebody there um, to helping Justin Fields grow. Um. Oh yeah, this was <laughs> uh, this was a really good one, Stephon Gilmore. Um. So here's what's interesting. Uh, Gilmore is still a lockdown type corner, and he's still somebody that can literally give you exactly what you need. Um. And there are a few teams up on this market. He was being really good in New England, and then ended up getting traded to Carolina. Um, he's looking for 15 million a year, but honestly, I think he's about 12, like 12, 11, in my opinion. I still do think he really, he really does do really good as far as pass block, um, and really good man coverages. If I had to think of ideal destinations for Stefan Gilmore, I truly think that in a division where you truly, truly need it, I could see Stefan Gilmore be a, um, I think he'd be really good with the Raiders. I think Stefan Gilmore could give you the experience like Casey Hayward did, give you the lockdown. Trayvon Merrick is a young kid. I think he's going to be really good. Um, you still are holding on with Nate Hobbs. Um, and in a, in a division where you've got Justin Herbert, you've got Patrick Mahomes, and now you have Russell Wilson, you're going to need to be strong on corners. So I think Gilmore could really plug in um, with this defense. Uh, Darius Williams, the corner out of the Rams organization. Now, it's pretty interesting 
Um, I think the one team that really does work for him, I think it would honestly be uh, the LA Chargers. There's nobody else that I could think of right now that could be a very good fit other than the Chargers because Brandon Staley really got the best of Darius Williams. In his tenure with the Rams, um, it looked out perfectly. Uh, a really good number two corner, and he excels in zone coverages. Um, and for a guy at 5'9", he gets up. He really, really gets up. So I like it. Uh, Bobby Wagner uh, is a big-time name with the Seattle Seahawks. They finally came to an agreement that they were going to part ways. Um, I think, honestly, because right now the reports are that the Dallas Cowboys are very much linked to Bobby Wagner because of Dan Quinn. I think he does become a Cowboy. With, could you imagine with him and Micah Parsons? That linebacking core would be ridiculous. Um, and I love what I saw from Micah Parsons. He is a complete package as a hybrid type of pass rusher and linebacker. I think it's perfect. I think it fits very well. Um, so I don't think there's really any part that I look at other than that. So, um, yeah, I truly think right now a lot of these a lot of these players from what I'm look from what I've seen and from what I've really read like read out. These were just a list of couple of the, at least a couple of them off the top 100 list so far. But free agent frenzy is going to be stacked. I mean, next week could I can't imagine what Monday is going to very much look like next week. But it's going to be exciting, it's going to be something to watch. But I'm bringing that to a close. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on the Snake Sports Talk Show. As I remembered, as like I said before, like, subscribe, hit the bell button for all latest notifications um, on future and past shows that you can watch here on the Snake Sports Talk Show and also on Spotlight Sports Network. Definitely shop up for all of your favorite gears and stuff on SpotlightSportsNetwork.com and at SpotlightSportsGear.com. Definitely shop them up and support and rep for your favorite show on the network and, of course, the network themselves. It's been a very fantastic and fun Friday. I hope all of you guys have a really good weekend, and we'll see exactly what free agency, free agent frenzy is really going to give us. So have a great day. Have a great weekend, and we will definitely roll this thing back on Monday here on the Snake Sports Talk Show. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon.